Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello and welcome to this episode of WSFI's Healing the Whole Person. My name and your host today is Susie McGinn. And I'm honored to have my guest, someone with whom you're probably very familiar, many of you, Susan Tassoni. And today we're going to talk about her newly released book that just came out on Ash Wednesday. Before we begin, I want to tell you a little bit about her. Some of you may be familiar with her, her charism and her ministry and her great work for the church and for our dear Lord. But I want to tell you a little bit about her and then we'll go from there. Susan Tessoni has long been a passionate champion for the holy souls in purgatory and is recognized as leading a worldwide purgatory movement. The award-winning author of 11 bestsellers, including St. Faustina Prayer Book for Adoration, Susan makes speaking appearances throughout the country. Over a dozen cardinals and bishops worldwide have endorsed her books. She's a frequent and popular guest on national radio and television programs, as well as social media. In 2013, she was featured in the groundbreaking documentary Purgatory, The Forgotten Church, and was on the cover of Catholic Digest magazine in 2017. She also continues to work tirelessly to raise donations for Masses for the Holy Souls. Susan holds a master's degree in religious education from Loyola University of Chicago and had the honor and privilege of being granted two private audiences with St. John Paul II, who bestowed a special blessing on her and her ministry for holy souls. And you can learn more at susantassoni.com. And so welcome, Susan. It's a real pleasure having you here today. And I know there's a lot of people listening that are very glad you're back with us today. Oh, it's an honor, Susie. It's an honor to be on, on, on the air, and it's an honor to be talking to someone that's in, in the area. You're, you're not in another state, so we're, we're like neighbors. We're, we're all home here, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. yes, indeed. And, of course, um, one of uh, the things that links you and me and all of us here is the founder of this program four years ago was our dear Joan McHugh, who was a very dear friend of all of ours. And I know she means a lot to you. Um, yes. You know, I'd, li- I'd like you to do something for us. Would you just take a minute and tell us how she inspired you in your work? Oh, interesting story. Um, it's really uh, and nobody really knows this, Susie, uh, Joan McHugh actually discovered me. Um, it was kind of humorous. I was actually helping Mother Angelica raise funds for the shrine that is now, you know, built in Hansville, Alabama, Our Lady of the Angels Monastery. And um, I believe somebody, you know, helped me, gave me her name. And uh, I remember having a conversation with her. Now, we go back now. This is in 19, 
1998, 90, yeah, around 1998, ni- no, around 97, 96, 97. This is a while back now. And I was working full time and I was just, you know, like I said, I was in fundraising. I was a fundraiser, one of my, one of my corporate jobs that I had. And, um, I gave her a call and, and we talked on the phone about, um, about Mother Angelica and how I met her and, and, and she, you know, she said, what do I do? She said, what do you do? And I said, well, you know, I, I work in the corporate world and, um, and it, it was at that point when I met her, I want to say 96, 97, that I had begun the, the mission, if you will, um, helping the souls in purgatory and, just really collecting mass stipends for them. I have had not written any books. I wasn't giving any speeches. I was literally working full time. This was just something on the side that I was doing. Your personal devotion, right? Yeah, I had yeah. devotion. It had started, and and Mother Angelica needed some help with the um, with raising funds for her to build the monastery. Right. And so, I I when I said to her, you know. What I did, and I said, and I also do some, some, you know, I said I also kind of try to help the souls in purgatory. Apparently, that piqued her interest, Susie. And uh-huh. she said to me, you, you know, you need to come and speak in my home. And I, I was just taken back because literally I, I had a full-time job and I wasn't doing anything. I was just kind of getting mass stipends on the weekends and passing them to the missions office here in Chicago, the, uh-huh. you know, the propagation of the faith. Sure. Every diocese has a missions office. And so I just kind of said, oh, well, sure. Well, I mean, I just didn't say too much. And then sure enough, down the road, I get a phone call from her, you know, leaving me a message. Uh, you know, I want you to give me a call. I want you to come back. I want you to come to my home and speak. And I I ignored her. <laughs> I didn't know what she really was serious about this. I'm like, I'm working full time. I, I don't know. You know, I, you know, what am I, I going to say? What do the yeah, people want to hear? I, I yeah. literally, I did. I, I, nobody knows this story. This is the first time I'm telling it. What an honor to tell it, you know, in her, in her shoes, in her territory. Right, again. right. This and, is her spot. So I'm, I'm sitting she, in her chair. <laughs> yeah, in her chair. And, and I'd be saying, Joan, you remember? And you called me a second time. And I ignored it again. I thought, this lady is crazy, you know? <laughs> I don't know what she expects me to say. I'm not an expert. And I get a third call. Oh, my goodness. And this call, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was more like a threat. You know, if um. you don't give me, I don't remember, but I felt like, oh, my Lord, you know? And so I did call her, and she said, I want you to come to my home and she would invite speakers to her home. Yes, I and, know. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 I she to speak, and I said, okay, you know, I guess, you know. And so she made up this beautiful flyer. I was really impressed with. I was more <laughs> impressed with the flyer, you know. And and um and I thought, what am I gonna do? You know, I have to. I need to do some research more about purgatory because this was just me. You know, knowing that they, you know, I learned about them and their plight reading a tiny little book called Read Me or Rue It. Tiny little booklet about how they help you and how they need your help and how they need the masses. And that's what motivated me. And so I thought, I think I need a little more research. So what I did was I went 
to the Daughters of St. Paul. Oh, sure. Because I used to go there during my lunch hour. On Michigan Avenue, yes. Yes, on Michigan Avenue. And I knew the nun, Sister Margaret, you know, mm-hmm. you know, who became a big kahuna in the order. And and I and I would go there, you know, on the on during lunch hour and read and buy books because I love to read. I was a voracious reader, and I and I used to teach theology. So you know, I still had my love for theology. I had I was a high school teacher, and I left and I went into the corporate world. And so I went into the store. I said, Sister Margaret, do you have anything on purgatory? <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, Well. And, you know, you know that store. Purgatory for dummies. <laughs> yeah, right. One hundred and one. So she opens this door. I didn't even. I thought it was a closet, but no. There were steps leading down into the basement. Literally. Uh-huh. I thought, wow. And I heard it going clop, 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 clop all the way down. You know. And then I heard it come clop, 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 up all the way back up, holding a book. And she said, "Here, this is a book." written by our founder, who was now Blessed James Alberoni. And he had a great love for purgatory. And this is the only book we have done in, in I don't know what year, and she said, it will help you. And, and it, it hasn't, you know, it's out of print. And it's the only one, and you could have it. I said, oh, thank you. okay, fine. So I come home, I read the book, and I went, this is really good. You know, <laughs> it was interesting. He had a great love. I learned about purgatory, and I wrote a speech. I took the speech, had the speech done, had it take a day off from work and rent a car because downtown you don't need a car. Right. And rent a car, drive all the way out to Lake Forest. Right. Asked a friend to go with me because I didn't know where I was going. And we go to Joan's home. And there I was, you know, uh, you know, I, 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 I had a little, some envelopes, you know, where you have masses offered. And and there were people, you know, in her little, she had a beautiful chapel. Actually. I know. Yes. Yeah. I've been there. And yes. I, you may have, you may have been there, you oh, know. Yes. And and there were people there and I'm looking around like, Oh, guess this is a real deal and there were people from Marytown in there. Uh the, the rector at that uh, at that point, I forget his name, but he's Father he's one Patrick of the big, Green now? No, even before him. He's a biggie now. He he's a, he's in Washington. He was there and Father Geiger, I think his name. Oh yeah, Bernard um, so, Geiger, yes. Yeah, Bernard Geiger. And, and then, you know, uh, uh, I forget her name, who ran the pilgrimage department. And so so I give the talk, and I look around, and they look like they were half asleep. And I thought, well, this is over with. Now I can leave. And, and you know, I, I, didn't know what they, I didn't know what they were thinking. I gave my talk, and I was done. And Joan comes up to me, and she said, it made me laugh. She goes, you are going to go places. Oh. You have a – and she went on, and I looked at her, and I thought – crazy you know <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. and those people in the audience father geiger and i forget his curry i think i want to say curry oh yes I father curry william curry yeah or james curry yes, yes. they were there oh and they, yes Beautiful they came curry. up to me and they said we want you to come and speak at marytown and i looked at them and i said what's marytown you know mm-hmm. um, and so I think I later. heard you at that talk. The original <laughs> That's talk, a long time ago. Yes. It was in 96, 97, and I was there in the cafeteria at Marytown, and that's where I met Father John Grigas. We actually had, our birthdays were six weeks apart. We were born the same year. We are baby boomers, and I gave that same talk, and then in that audience was a, a Tim O'Malley, who was now Father Timothy O'Malley. His parents owned Taylor's Country Club and Golf Course. Oh, my goodness. And they came up to me and said, we want you to come and speak. And that's how it started. And we're talking 
20 years later, till this day, and it he, never stopped. And here we are, isn't it? Here there, we are. We're yeah, talking 20 years is, and 12 books, and Joan you. had some right. insight, and that's how, but she was the one. Well, um, and she nabbed and, me several months ago, you know, to come and help out and just sit in on my program. And I said, okay, I'm just going to sit. I'm not going to say anything. And, you know, I was too afraid. And she said, no, just come, just come. And I said, okay. So I did. And it, I, of course, I can, obviously I can't shut up. And so I, I listen, I just helped her as much as I could. And she said, you could do this. I said, no, no, never could do it. And here, of course, little did we know, the Holy Spirit was preparing her to take her home. And here we oh, are, yeah. Susan. God bless yeah, her. God, God bless, bless her. her. I, I, I'm just, uh, I, I, and I, and when I would go to Marytown, because at that point now, I was out of town, I've been out of town, I travel a lot, so it was always fun to be able to go to Marytown and give a talk, and she was always there. Sure. She was sure. always there, yes. and I would always point her out and say, you started this, and she would just laugh, um, but she, she had watched this from afar, from Marytown, um, yeah, it, it, and I never, you know, it was God's work, God's mission, and and you know, praise God. So here, here we are. Here we are. And let's uh, have a little fun now and talk about your book. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's just exciting. And the um, name of the book is Day by Day with Saint Faustina. It's yes. three hundred and sixty-five reflections. So there's one most inspiring reflection for every day. And um, one of the things that you, I know, I heard you on um, EWTN with Father Mishpakwa. Yes. On the, yes. Uh, April fourth, and um, it, one of the things you said was Saint Maria Faustina is a saint for our time in history, and uh, that her presence and spirituality is here for us today, not by accident. Right. And tell right. us. So I want you to tell us about yes, the richness of her message from Jesus that you have condensed into 365 reflections that are easy reading yes, and seeds yes, uh, for meditation for us. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's what we talked about. Uh, you know, you can go on YouTube and see the show. That show yes. is going gangbusters, actually. Yes. People viewing it. Go to either pretend YouTube and just you'll see, you'll see the show. Um, but, you know, at the time when Faustina was, our Lord appeared to her, you know, when she had the vision of Jesus, um, to paint the image was in 1931, and then the image wasn't completed until 34, and then he gave her the words of the chaplet in 1935, and she dies in 1938. Really, the, you know, there was a ban, and you know, against the writings, um, and that ban was lifted in 78, and really the first edition of the diary wasn't printed until 1981. Oh, my. Oh. In English, I believe. I think English, yeah. I And so... So it tells you that it wasn't popularized then. There was, you know, a lot going on, of course, and then there was the war in between. And so what I realized was that her message was forward thinking and really more intended for our time. Yeah, I don't think they respected it. Did they at that time? No, no, no. Uh, It was hidden, uh, like I said, and, and of course, during the war, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't, you know, it was it was kind of devote, you know, it was out there, but not, you know, popularized. But so, so her message is perfectly suited to the issues roiling our country and our world. So many of us are angry yes, yes. and sadly often with people we love because they don't see the world as we want them to see it. And I think what she does is that she gives us a path to follow. She says, follow God's will. Yes. She says, be merciful with yourself and others. 
forgive yourself and others. Share disagreements without becoming disagreeable. And we can turn to divine mercy. We can turn to the messages that our Lord gave Faustina and her advice and her insights for comfort and for spiritual growth. So that's why why I, I realized it's really more particularly worthwhile part for our time. And, and you know, so, you know, I was, how did I do this book? Why did I do it? Well, um, it was interesting because I'm back to the Daughters of St. Paul again. The right. same nun that I had <laughs> met in 96, 97, she was following me. You know, they transfer those nuns every couple of years. Sister right. Margaret was transferred. And she was following me. I had no idea, following the books. And one day I saw her on a Twitter saying, I knew her when. I'm like, oh, there she is. Oh. And so I started this day by day, and I, and I called her to say hello. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm doing a day by day with Faustina. And she told me, Susie, that people come into the store with the diary, and they, they say to them, they read the diary and they don't know what to do. What with to it do now. next? Right. Yeah, I had another friend tell me. You know, they, her and her husband listened to it in their car and after wonder. Well, it's lovely, but what do I do now? And then I have the Divine Mercy Shrine staff, their gift shop, telling me that people call in and actually, um, um, actually um, uh, ask for. Um, ask for, uh, again, information and want specifically to, um, what's the word? Daily reflections? Yes, 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 yes. yes. They want, they want a day by day. A day by day. They want a day by day. So, so I thought, oh my gosh, this confirmation is coming in every direction. So I'm really pleased and grateful that the result is a book that doesn't have just a little something for everybody. It has a lot of something for all of us, no matter how familiar or unfamiliar you are with the diary of this great saint. Faustina's diary really is a teaching on the fundamentals of the spiritual life of a Christian. And, right. and, you know, she, so, so what we, what we do is we, we walk you through her diary. I know some people felt that it was intimidating. Because, exactly. Because exactly. it was so there was, long. There was a priest friend of mine, he said he was intimidated by the depth and the length of it, which yeah. is, well, so everybody is at 700 pages and it's very rich. So what we did was we walk you through her diary and show you how to apply these fundamentals in your life. So if you've read the diary, it will help you apply it. If you haven't read the diary, this will help you walk through it. Right. It'll help you understand not only the essentials of divine mercy, which we're we, you know we're, we're we're praying the chaplet novena, um, divine mercy some, um, uh, Sundays coming, but also what I discovered. Susie, there are other major themes I see that, that yes. unlock the secrets to sanctity. Major themes that unlock the secrets to sanctity. Yeah. Tell us and about they those. Were repeated, <laughs> they were repeated yes. over and over again. I know. They were repeated over and over again. What were these major themes? They are these. They are Holy Communion, Confession, Adoration, mm. Praying for the Dying, Doing God's Will, and the love God has for us. Yes. Those were the the themes that unlocked the secrets of sanctity for her and for us. And so I took those um, themes and I organized them. You know why? These themes were scattered throughout the diary. Why were they scattered? Because it was a diary. 
Right. And when you write a diary, sure. you don't have this organized fashion. You're writing your thoughts, your insights, your words, what happened that day. So I took these themes and I put them in an organized fashion and I rolled them throughout the book. Okay. And so they're so, not grouped, but they're interspersed, correct? So what the, this is what they're, you'll see these key themes um, throughout each month. Each month, All so right. they'll they'll be touched on in each month. And it's not going to be you're not going to notice that. Oh, there, you know, you're not going to see boom, boom, boom. No, it's just it weaves through, so you're not going to be able to tell there it is again. But it, it's just it, we were able to do such a flow that it just uh, it fits in with everything else we say, mm-hmm. or everything else she says, and all kinds of other things that we add. So when you I were just, on with Father Mitch, uh, you talked about her devotion to Holy Communion. Will you tell us that story again, a little bit about uh, her attitude when she receives Holy Communion? Oh, okay. Um, yes, that's, of course, the key theme, you know, and that's what, that's the summit of our, you know, it's the summit of our faith, that, yes, you know, Holy yes. Communion. And she said, she we so so our, our book is a, a title, Her Passage and a Reflection, and we titled it Life's Most Solemn Moment. And she said this, the most solemn moment of my life is the moment when I receive Holy Communion. Oh, Oh, how beautiful. Well, I'm sure you can hear that music, and it's giving us a little signal that we need to take a break right now. But we are talking with the wonderful Susan Tassoni about her new book, Day by Day with St. Faustina, so timely in this week of Divine Mercy, this novena time. So please stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hello, I'm Juliana Taimarazi from the Iraqi Christian Relief Council in Chicago. Our culture needs Catholic radio as a tool for evangelization and catechesis. As a powerful platform, Catholic radio brings Christ to us all and brings us closer to Christ. Get the real Catholic news from Catholic radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore, wishing the fullness of God's blessings upon all those who will soon be receiving the sacrament for the first time. If you have a child, grandchild, or godchild being baptized, receiving their first Holy Communion, or being confirmed, remember that Holy Family has the area's largest selection of gifts, accessories, and supplies to make their special day more memorable. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information, including a virtual tour, is available on Facebook. 
Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MAT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services are not available in all states. Welcome back to this episode of WSFI's Healing the Whole Person. And I am, again, your host today, Susie McGinn, and I'm privileged to have as my guest the, someone from who you're, I'm sure you're very familiar, Susan Tassoni, and we're talking about her new book, which was just released on Ash Wednesday and is most timely since we're right in the midst of Divine Mercy Week here, uh, the seventh day of our novena. And so we're privileged to have her on. And we've been talking about some of the, the main themes that are in her book. But you know what? Um, I think some of our listeners might have a question, and I do too, um, on this, Susan. Out of all the saints and the mystics in the Catholic tradition, what drew you to St. Faustina? Oh, that, that's very, that was uh, interesting. Um, as you know, I, my work is really purgatory, um, and that's what my passion is and what I was called to do. And um, actually, what happened was I, um, I got a call from one of the Marian priests in Stockbridge, and he said, would I be interested in doing a book about purgatory and Faustina's relationship with the souls in purgatory? Because that's one area that he said hasn't been gleaned out. And so I did. Um, we, we came out with, uh, three years ago, day by day. No, we came out with, um, uh, St. Faustina Perbuk for the Holy Souls in Purgatory, her insights, what they said to her, the kinds of prayers, what Jesus said to her, what she did, how she helped her dead. And that book won an award from the Catholic Press Association. And then he comes back again the following year and he said, you know, there's another area that hasn't been fleshed out. And I said, what's that? And he said, she also had a mission to pray for this, the conversion of sinners. Um, and, of course, where do we hear that? We hear that at Fatima. We hear that at Lourdes. And he said, that's another key theme in the diary that hasn't been gleaned out. So I went back, and we did St. Faustina Prayer Book for the conversion of sinners and the kinds of prayers that Jesus said to her to pray specifically. And one of them is we call the life eternal changing prayer. O blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus mm. and the fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. He said to Faustina, you say that prayer and say it with zeal and fervor, and I promise the grace of conversion for that soul. So that book won an award from the Catholic Press Association. Father Dan comes back a third time. I thought, oh, here <laughs> we go again. He said, you know, there's another area that hasn't been covered. And I said, what's that? And he said, adoration. Well, she's called St. Faustina of the Blessed Sacrament. And we did last year, it was literally a year to the day that Day by Day came out, to the very day. Oh, you've been a busy um, gal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been very busy. Um, the most exquisite, it's probably, it was one of my, it, it was just took my breath away. The prayers are exquisite. And I learned about how she adored, who she adored for, what she was told to do, you know, the kinds of prayers. And I learned that there's such a thing what she did because I was concerned about what if people can't adore. You know, there are many people that there's no adoration or can't get to adoration or, 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 or can't leave the house. 
Well, she says in the diary, there's such a thing, which I didn't know about, is spiritual adoration. And the monks and, and nuns would actually ask, request their cells to be toward a tabernacle, and they would spiritually adore facing that direction. So we're able to do spiritual adoration, and she did spiritual adoration quite often because she was very frail and sick and spent a lot of time in her own room. And so she would face the tabernacle and do spiritual adoration. So oh, that's in the book. So that that came to be, and that's up for an award. Now, <laughs> day by day was like another surprise. You know, um, it was the nuns that had sent something to me, and I, I think I was just stirred to want to pull it all together, like I did with Purgatory. We have a day-by-day day for the souls in Purgatory. And after I did ten, nine books on Purgatory, there I was doing it day-by-day, day, and it seemed like God is, you know, has a pattern. And that's how this one, you know, just really kind of evolved from those. And, of course, with the confirmation of the request for it, um, I, I tackled it, and it right. was... It was nine months. It was like having a baby. You were to, being to, called. Yes. Yes. It, and, you know, I didn't pick out ar- arbitrary passages, as you know, Susie. Yeah. I picked out, I learned there are key central themes that are repeated over and over again that we just talked about and wove them through. And, you know, one of them, Susie, jumped out at me a lot, and which took me by surprise, was uh, how much Jesus told her to pray for the dying yeah. and how critical and how important it is. And not only, not only that, he, he told Faustina, get up and go to the bedside of this person and, and say the chaplet. Right. And how she said, it's, quote, very important to pray that chaplet. There was a time when she was doing the litany for, <coughs> excuse me, for somebody that was dying, and the guardian angel stopped her and said, pray the chaplet. Oh, and, and how critical it was. And there was over a dozen messages to pray the chaplet. Then she started to pray for her own death. She would pray the Psalm 130, which actually is the official prayer for the souls in purgatory. And she would pray the chaplet. And then she would pray, as she said, the prayers for the dying. Now, that came up about three times. Prayers for the dying, prayers for the dying. But nowhere in the book did I find what were the prayers for the dying that they were praying, her and the nuns. Well, it turned out that my mom died in 2002, and my publisher asked me to put together a book of how, how, how I helped my mother prepare for death. And we put out prayers, promises, and devotions for the Holy Souls in Purgatory. Mm-hmm. And in that book are the prayers that you pray, not only for the dying, but for the sick and the suffering and those that need the apostolic pardon is included. So if you need something, you know, we have like a kind of the supplement to, sure. to this book. There is such a, there is such a book that we have available for the, for the prayers for the dying. So that one in particular, that particular, um, it must be uh, very comforting to the person that's praying the prayers as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Isn't it? Now, I gotta yeah, tell you something, just, Susie. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I've been doing, I've done like, you're like number 10 radio shows and I've been talking about the dying. I just finished a show day before yesterday. That very night, in the middle of the night, we're talking Tuesday night, I get a call, 3 in the morning. My cousin, who, um, dear sweet cousin, um, collapsed, and he hmm. was dying, 3 in the morning. Okay. And so um, I, 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 you know, they called me, and they were at the hospital room. Now, again, you know, I have to share a couple things from this experience, because literally we're, we're going to be burying him. We're going to, uh, what, on Monday, Divine Mercy Sundays, when we're, we're waking him. But... Um, I learned a couple things. Well, there were people, relatives were in the room. As you know, not, not many people in our families 
are on the same page. That's correct. There's, there's yes. always a torch bearer. <laughs> yes. Somebody's carrying that torch. That's right. And I, I, you know, but but when there's that moment, let me tell you, because I was on the phone and I said, look, why don't we just say the chaplet? I was just speaking to my nephew directly. He said, no. He puts me on the voice box. And they're all standing there. And I was oh, like, whoa. How beautiful. You know, and I said, well, okay, we're going to do this together. And they did. Some of them oh. were not even Catholic. And I could hear them all repeating the chaplet prayers over and over again. I was so moved. And I also let them know that when you pray this once, you're going to be given the grace of perseverance of our Lord coming at your hour as the Savior and not the judge. Um, so I was really touched by that. The other thing I have to that share with so you. so beautiful. Yeah, it Go was. Ahead. this just happened. Yeah. Um, but I have to share this. Again, and, and, I'm up, and this is the first time I'm saying this because it just it threw me. Again, this was on the southwest side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get a priest there. Let me tell you something, Susie. When, I really mean this because it was a lesson to me. This was, was someone this dying? Was five, it was five, yeah, this was five in the morning now, from three <laughs> to five. He was on a ventilator. They were going to take, take it off. There was just nothing they could do. He had severe stroke, brain damage. And so I was trying, in vain, I was trying furiously to find a priest in that area from his parish. And this is what I discovered. It's not easy. No. Because there's a shortage of priests. Right. And, and, and they're, they're you not. You get a recording staff. when you call. Yeah. Yes. So, so this is the point. Be prepared. Right. This is the point. Go to confession once a month. Say an act of contrition at night. Do the first Fridays and first Saturdays, which promise you the grace of a happy death. And what's that, what does that mean? It, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not to die in the state of Illinois, but to die in the state of grace. <laughs> okay. So, so it, it was such an eye opener to me that you, you know, you have to be, have your soul prepared. You know, my, my, my cousin, he, he, you know, for whatever reasons, all kinds of reasons, he didn't get to mass every Sunday. He didn't get to confession, but we did the chaplet. Okay. Yes. And no two in the book we talk about, Faustina says, you don't have to be present. It's all about okay? mercy, Susan, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be present oh, when you yeah. say the divine mercy chaplet. No. So a couple of things, say that chaplet, get, be prepared, monthly confession, communion, you know, um, first Fridays, first Saturdays, your rosary, um, and and then put the rest in God's hands, abandon yourself to his will, because that's what I experienced trying to find a priest. Yes. And it was, uh, I mean, I, I was going to, you but know. But God I didn't used expect... you, you know, in in such a mighty way. And, well, and I think he, he used he me, died. too, to share this with everyone, too. Yes, yes. And it's for all of us to, to know this and have that same comfort. And now th- that we can do this as well. You know, when you talk about going to confession, I know that is one of the themes that you have gleaned into bite-sized pieces for us uh, in your book. And uh, tell everybody what you titled that. Um, that what that I word. titled it. You um, said, don't you got, leave. You got it. Oh, oh, I remember. Um, yes, it was... Um, we we again you're right there was a couple a couple of you know that was one of one of the key themes and one of our passages um was uh you know she talked about confession and we said don't leave earth without it that's it i love and that yes her her and her her passage was that no matter wh- how bad her you know if she said if i had the sins of all the damned weighing on my conscience i would not have doubted god's mercy because and i'm just going to fast forward because I believe, oh, Jesus, you would not reject me, 
but would absolve me through the hand of who? Your representative. So the reflection basic, our, our reflection was is her, her quote is a strong endorsement for the sacrament of confession. Even if the sins of all the damned weighed on Faustina's conscience, she had no doubt divine mercy would forgive it all through the hand of your representative at a parish near you. Yes, um, yes. Go to confession. And what do we got coming up? Divine Mercy Sunday. Sunday. Do people yes. really understand what that means? That means you go to confession. Yes. You, and, and you could have gone during Lent. It's, that's even accept, acceptable now. And you receive communion. You don't even, if you couldn't get mass is not the issue. It's receiving communion on Divine Mercy Sunday. Every temporal punishment, your soul is, all the temporal punishment is removed from your soul. Your soul is the way it was on the day you were baptized. What does that mean? That means that the guilt, you, the, the, the guilt is removed at confession. What's left is the stain. And that's how you end up in purgatory. Because you, you have to remove that stain. You have to repair the damage through corporal and spiritual works of mercy, through the Beatitudes, through Mass, confession. Um, that's removed. Yes. You could, your, your, your soul is the way, it's like a second baptism. You know, in the catechism, uh, confession is called the sacrament of conversion. Yes, Why? I was because just going to mention that. Yeah. Tell us about what the catechism says about that. it. Says that it says it's called the sacrament of conversion because it makes sacramentally present Jesus' call to conversion. It's the first step in returning to the Father. Right. And it's also called the sacrament of forgiveness because the priest absolves. It's called the sacrament of reconciliation, reconciliation. because it imparts to the sinner the love of God who reconciles, be reconciled to God. Go to confession. Take advantage of it. You don't, you know, you don't want to be, you know, at the last moments because you don't know what's going to happen. My nephew, my cousin, you know, he, you know, to be honest, he wasn't prepared. But thank God, yeah. you know. But I, they you knew know, to call you, see. God was, I was using shocked, you. I was totally shocked that I got a call. I, I really was. But I, weren't you blessed it, by having the privilege I was of in doing awe. that? I, I was yes. up at 3 in the morning stunned by what just happened. And I have to share something with you. Again, I have not shared this with anybody, and I'm probably not going to um, again, but I was sitting here saying, okay, my goodness, we got the chaplet done. And then I was going to let it go because my cousin had contracted a meningitis. He was born a healthy baby, but the meningitis damaged his brain, mm. and he actually was, you know, mentally handicapped. Okay. Okay. So my thought was, oh, you know, he, he had the, you know, he had the, he, he was like 10 years old. He, he had the purity and goodness. Of, he was just pure. He, he didn't understand mortal sin or venial sin, and he was 70 years old. But yes. the child, he, he was like, a, he was a child. Yes. Um, um, but, and I sat here and I thought, you know, well, there, I'm not going to worry. But then it hit, it must have been God. I have to say it's God. Then sure I thought, it was. Well, wait a minute. He deserves it too. He deserves these sacraments. Why would I withhold from him? You know, we still commit mean, venial sins. And I thought, no, I've got to do what I can to try to get somebody to him. And not only and, him, but all those around him. Oh, what, yes. It what was another a, thing. What a yes. witness that was for them. Correct. I wasn't able to go there because they're on the southwest side of Chicago, and I'm downtown. And they were there, and sure. they got to experience. They heard the words of Jesus, and I trust in you. They don't hear these because they don't practice. Right. So, you know, we're, we're all being used. So, you know, but they heard a, that night or that morning, actually, and they believed. And they yes. and yes. You, that God used you to extend his love 
and mercy and forgiveness uh, through exactly. you. So How the, beautiful. The, pray the chaplet for the dying. It's pray so the, encouraging. The, and be prepared. Be prepared. Go to confession, uh, you know, once a month. That's required once a year. But, you know, we're not saints, as, as Faustina said. She didn't live with saints herself. She said, we're not yes. angels. No. Um, All the little nuns that she lived with weren't angels. Yes, know? there definitely was friction in the convent. And we well, talk about that in the book. Sure, community living's not easy. You know, it's community at, living or family living, yes, you know, roommate living. <laughs> well, that's you a know. community, right? You're just being with people, you know, sure. in, the, in the workforce is not easy, you yeah. know. But uh, the key thing too was do God's will. What does God's will look like? Obey the commandments. Yes. You know, live the corporal and spiritual works of mercy out. You know, um, the, the beatitudes. You know, have them a part of your life. That's you want to go to confession. Here's one thing: when you, I have to share this, since it's Divine Mercy Sunday's coming, I've got to share this with everyone. Sure. I said to a priest, you know, okay, Divine Mercy Sunday's coming. You want to go to make a good confession, and I said to Father, how do I make sure you get? I get everything in. <laughs> he, he said to me, he says, this is what you do. And it's in my book, and it's in two of my books. He said, when you get to the part that says, I'm sorry for these sins and all the other sins in my past life, he said, add this, especially for the sins I'm too blind to see. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's he a said, good that one. will cover everything. Yes, that is. And that's so true. We do have spiritual blindness. And, but, oh, and, yes. But, we but, don't know how we sound. We don't know how we make people feel. No. And, and if people are honest enough, they'll tell us, you know, you think you're perfect and you're not. You, you don't realize. Watch people's faces if you want to know how you're coming across. Mm-hmm. Watch their response to you. It's really our words. She said our words can kill. She said, um, and that Jesus really would prefer in Our Lady to be more silent. Well, that was the, one watch. of the things that she said when she received communion. She said she would entreat our Savior to heal my tongue. Exactly. That's yeah. in the book. Yes. That's in the book. See, our Lord told her to practice silence uh, during the day. He said that a soul is unable to discern his voice if he talks too much, and that every word will be weighed on the day of judgment. In fact, our Lord asked Faustina to pray short indulgence prayers for the souls of purgatory instead of talking too much. Yeah. And she said that we can really can kill with the tongue and commit real murders. Yes. And, and, we, and we're to regard this as a small thing. Um, she said that we really have to pray every time we carry on a conversation. So both each that both souls get get the grace that you know that that we what we need in that conversation. Yes. That we we benefit from the conversation. There's a scripture that says that our tongue is like a, the rudder of a ship. You know, and it just guides us. And if we don't follow, you know, we got have, if we have that tongue committed to Jesus Christ and His will, we will say things that edify not only us but others, and we will experience that grace between us and our Lord going back and forth. And the person in between is the benefit. It's yes, it's a beautiful. You know, Sister Lucia at Fatima said said this. You know, she said. Act deaf, dumb, and blind. <laughs> she says, you know, we're going to get disappointments. People can make remarks. And she said, because when you do that, she said, the fruit of it is you're going to hear the voice of God more clearly. Yes. And, and, and if you, you know, really, I try now, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> That's what moms, you know, our moms always just said, don't didn't say they? anything. That's you know, be right. polite. You don't have to make looks or comments. That's what kills the soul. Right. It kills the other person. 
you know, hold your tongue, mm-hmm. be polite, be quiet, offer it up. You know, right. um, most of the time in all my years, and all the people I work with and the advice I get from, you know, people that I look up to, guess what they say, Susie? What? Let it go. Let it go, yes. And that's what yeah. she says in her book, yes. Faustina, in our day by day. She's basically saying, you know what? Drop 90% of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to just change course here just a little bit because there's something in your book that's very special and that most people probably have never seen before that you have included. It's on page 401 for those of you who have a copy of the book or remember that page, 401, if you get, when you get your copy, but it's the Divine Mercy Promises. And yes, so this, tell us about a those surprise. a little bit. Yeah. Yes. I got a phone call again from uh, my priest friend at the Marians, and he, he said there is um, special promises. He said that, um, that, uh, that uh, our Lord gave to Faustina, but not only to her, right. but to those who would pray to promote and trust in divine mercy. Yes. And he said Just like you promises- did for your, your um, cousin. Yes. Just you, you, this is what you received, that special grace for him and for I, you. Yes. Well, these promises are rarely printed. He mm-hmm. told me this. He said, can you include them? And I was just, I, I didn't realize that there were so many of them. So that we have all the promises that he, our Lord, made to Faustina for her and us. And, and, and here's some titles, to those who venerate the image, a promise, to those who pray the chaplet, right. several promises, to those who honor and spread the worship of divine mercy, to right. those who put their trust in divine mercy, to those who honor the hour. These, there's multiple promises. Yes. And they're, they're so comforting and reassuring. Um, so they are included in the book. And to priests who proclaim priests, and extol yes. the divine mercy. Absolutely. Uh, so beautiful. Big thing, she said, pray for priests. Um, don't criticize, pray for them. Yes. And you know what's in here, too? We included, of course, the novena that we're, we're doing. We're on yes. day seven. Yes. And you know what I learned about the novena when I was doing the research, Susie? What? That I usually say this once a year. Well, when I was doing the research, he really wants you to say it year-round because the novena really is for the conversion of the world and that each day he groups in special groups of people yes. that really cover the whole world. So if we end on Divine Mercy Sunday or what is it, Saturday, continue to do it if you can. Oh, sure. Because it really has to do with the conversion of the world. As I read the the uh, the prayer of Jesus' words for today, I, I thought he was talking about you today. People who venerate the holy souls and the Divine Mercy message. So it is for you. And I just thank you so much, Susan. I just want to close with one thing. Bishop Olmsted was the one who wrote the introduction to your book. And he suggested that the chaplet prayers just be prayed as often as possible. He said they're so easy. They don't take a lot of thought and med- meditation like maybe the, a scriptural rosary does. So You're he encouraged us. You're going to see the souls that you saved at the hour of your death and in heaven by saying that chaplet. Yes, right. So you could probably hear the music here, which is a sign that we're closing. But it's been such a pleasure. I Same can't, here, Susie. I can't wait to meet you in person again. Same here. After I'll be many, many years. Sure again. Um, happy Easter. Happy Divine Mercy Sunday. Yes. Take advantage he of that. He has risen. Hallelujah. Indeed, he, <laughs> he is. So that's all the time we have left for today. Thank you for listening to WSFI's program healing the whole person. 
Come back again. Again, I'm Susie McGinn, and my guest today was Susan Tassoni. Goodbye, and God bless you all. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. want to go to a synagogue and find that they were having a Muslim service.